0: Okay, thank you so much for that friendship team and, and for the for the reading the crazy names, right? That's always when you read scripture the the Old Testament names always are a bit iffy. So uh, is Landon switching over to Minty here? Um, let's, this is our, you know, if you're new here, maybe go to Minty.com on any of your devices and type in the code and you can take part in this. So uh, those of you who have a device, do this. Those of you who don't, what are, just uh, talk here. What are you most proud of in your life? What, what are you most proud of? Shout it out if you don't put anything up here. So, Where'd that come from? Your family? What else? What else? The giving, ah, the ability to help others. Someone else? What are you most proud of? (laughs) Not blowing up the whole block? What what are you, cooking meth in your basement? I'm kidding. (laughs) Okay. Family, kids, kids and jobs, children. Well, look at that. Good job, everybody. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so let's that's just a, a little thing to get us moving there in the right way. So today, as I said, we're starting our a little sermon on the Mount series. Today's entitled Just Be and Matthew Five is where we're gonna begin. You know, we all wanna be a part of something worthwhile. We all wanna be a part of something that matters. We all wanna do something important. We all want to know that our life is, you know, meaningful, right? We all want to be a part of something bigger. And I think that's part of the problem in America today. People are, especially our younger people, what does it all mean, right? If, if nothing matters, what, what matters? See what I mean? And, 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 and in the churches, we want to be a part of a church that matters. That's why you're here. You're not here because this doesn't matter, Right? Uh, unless someone got drug here, then, then you're fine. But gee, just try not to blow the block up. But we all want to be a part of a church that actually means something, that does something, that stands for something, that makes an impact in, in the, the wider world and in our lives. That search, we want to be a part of something that matters. And, and the question is, do we here at Homestead Church, do we fit the bill? are we a part of something bigger are we a part of something meaningful do we transform in the in in the gospel of jesus christ is this church filling the bill okay so today we're doing our just so church this is the main point of today jesus calls his followers to be significant and to make world impacting choices Jesus calls us to be His world changers. This significant idea. Jesus calls His followers to be significant and to make world impacting choices. Jesus calls us to be His world changers, and we hear this on the sermon, or in the Sermon on the Mount. Okay, the Sermon on the Mount being that that Matthew five through seven, Matthew five, six, and seven, the, the Gospel of Matthew, where Jesus goes up on the hill, and we'll read that. And, well, just listen to this. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on the mountain. And after he sat down, his disciples came to him, and then he began to speak and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad for your reward is great in heaven. For in the same way they persecute the prophets who were before them. Or before you rather. So you'll notice here then what we're going to focus on the Beatitudes are verses 3 through well through 11. The blessed are. This is the the Beatitudes, okay? The Beatitudes. Oh, okay, there there we go. This is the Beatitudes. It comes from the Latin word Beatus, which means blessed or happy. So every time it says blessed, we can be... Or you can read happy. Happy are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. Happy are those who mourn. Happy are the meek. The Beatitudes. But you know what we could also call these? The What Got You Here Won't Get You There series. What got you here won't get you there series. Do you see? What got you here won't get you there. And that's what Jesus is calling us to. The, you see, Jesus was a good Jew, wasn't He? Jesus just wasn't a you know, God out of space and time. Jesus was God in the Jewish story the israelite story and we talked about this at hard questions discussion group i'd invite you all to come, to come we talked about the story and we've always got to remember the story jesus was a jew god had called the jews the people of israel the hebrews children of abraham and isaac whatever you want to call them he had called these people as his special group of people to make a difference in the world Right? Not because they were special, but because God wanted them to help him. Sounds kind of like the church, doesn't it? Hmm. Anyway, we'll get to that at some point, I suppose. And so Jesus was a Jew. And so, guys, when Jesus says these things, he's just not giving us good advice. Oh, look, dear. He said, blessed are the meek. That's nice. I like to be me. I like coffee, too. That's nice. Maybe we can be meek and drink coffee too. Okay. See if you make it into good advice, it's horrible. Jesus didn't give good advice. Jesus gave good news. Well, say more. Okay. I'm glad you asked. I will. The biggest event in the Jewish, his- in Jewish history year- to date is the Exodus, when God set them free from Egypt slavery. Like the Broadway show, let my people go. Okay, that's the biggest one event in their history. Their story is this: in the Old Testament, Israel was set free from slavery in Egypt. You know, and they they went out. Then they got trapped by Pharaoh, and his chariots at the Red Sea. And Moses held up his arms. Remember, and the in the water parted. This is in the Book of Exodus, and and they all went across on dry lands. And then the waters plunged back in. You remember that, right? And then they wandered around on the Sinai Peninsula, just between Arabia and Palestine. They wandered around and, and they got the law on Mount Sinai. Remember the Mount Sinai event where it was all smoky and lightning and And they're like, no, we're not going there. <laughs> Moses, you be the guinea pig and go up for us. And so Moses is like, oh, you people. So he goes up and he gets the law. Remember the Ten Commandments? And he comes back down. And then after they were disobedient, they wandered in the desert for 40 years. Right? They wandered in the desert till they finally came to the promised land on the edge of the Jordan River getting ready to go over into Palestine. And they are reminded in Deuteronomy chapter 28, that book that you have never ever read, Deuteronomy 28, they are reminded that you will be blessed if you keep the covenant. He said the word blessed, did he? Yeah, yeah, he did. I wonder, I may have heard that before. I don't know. Let's skip ahead to Jesus, shall we? Jesus is a prophet of New Exodus. He's a lot of other things, but but in this way he was a prophet of New Exodus. So Jesus didn't come bullet point number one to set us free, all creation. Well, he didn't well, okay. Reset. Not only did Jesus set us free from physical slavery if we need it, but Jesus sets all creation free from slavery to death and sin. Right? You believe that? Did Jesus raise from the dead? Yeah, yeah, then, then that means he defeated death, right? And he sets us free. Did he promise that for us too if we follow? Well, he's like preach to the choir. <laughs> okay. You all can answer too. Right? We believe it. And so he promised that to us, okay? Jesus Jesus did that. Now, now let's talk about Jesus. Did Jesus, Jesus got baptized by John at the Jordan River, right? And he came up through from the water. He, he, he came up right to through the water. And then after the, after he got baptized, he went, wandered in the, in the desert for 40 days, right? He was tempted by the devil with like rocks, bread, and Jump off the temple and, and look, I'll give you all of this, you know. Be the Messiah in an easy way. Jesus said, nope. And then after that, Jesus comes back to town. And we started last week with the kingdom is here. And now he gives his hearers instructions slash blessings on how to be God's people. You remember in Israel the old testament they were just ready to go into the promised land and they were reminded of their covenant Jesus said the kingdom of God is arriving or Matthew the kingdom of heaven is arriving and this is how you will be this is how you will be okay these are instructions on how to be God's Okay? So, well, then then what does that mean for us? Ah, well, I'm glad you asked that too. Let me ask you, why is it important? So type away or shout it out if you don't have a device. Why is this important? How is this important? What good is it? So what? Say again. Shows the path uh, to 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 being Jesus Paul, okay, wonderful, thank you, Okay. Ooh, stumped you. Well, I didn't stump K, and we got K. But she's part of the culture, right? So it doesn't count. Connections, the connections, yes. Okay, super cool. It all fits together like a beautiful knit blanket, doesn't it? It's how we're supposed to live? Wonderful. Why is it important? Okay. So we're kind of we're kind of launching into new territory here then, aren't we? We've never maybe thought about it. The Beatitudes, if we read them as good advice mean nothing to you. Simple as that. If the Beatitudes are merely good advice, they are aspirational, and we know what aspirations get us. Right? I mean, how many of us are still doing our New Year's Day resolutions? How many of you still go to the gym? Three of you? Four of you? Five of you? I always hate, I go to the gym a lot, and I always hate going to the gym in January because it's full. Cool, right? Because I'm a selfish jerk like that. Um, what's that? Five miles a day. Oh, five miles a day, right? That's right, yeah, Linnea drives five miles a day. <laughs> she, run, she runs five miles a day. Okay. Aspirations don't get us very far. But good news gets us a long way. So here's what we're going to do with this. So what? Now, I want you to think about the world as you know it. I want to think about your life as you know it. I want you to think about everything you see in the newspapers and online. And here, when Jesus wants to make the world right, he doesn't send in the tanks. He sends in the meek, the humble, the peacemakers, and the merciful. When Jesus wants to make the world right, He doesn't send in the things. He sends in the meek, the humble, peacemakers, and the merciful. So Jesus describing in the Happy are those, the blessed are those, these statements he's made here in in the first verses of Matthew 5. He is describing what you will look like if you are truly following God. He's not giving you aspirations. Oh, Aaron, if you will just be merciful, Aaron, if you will just... No, no, he's saying, Aaron, when you are, you will be good news rather than good advice so that the world might be turned on its head in the right way. So that the world might be made new through the people of God. Back to my very first question, do we matter? Does this church matter? What do we do? Jesus was telling Israel, those who were sitting around Him were Jews. They were the children of Abraham. They were Israelites. If you are really Israel, be this way. You are this way and blessed are you. This is how God will remake the world. Remember I said Israel was chosen to be God's very own people to help Him set the world right. Not to just be, you know, pat yourself on the back and say, oh, aren't we special? No, 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 no. There's there's work to do. You know, there's work to do. The world needs fixing, right? The world needs fixing, So, I'm going to. I'm going to. Let me cite into right on this. I got it right out of one of his books, and I'm going to read it to you. Let's see. Oh, let's go back. You guys can. Okay. Let's start at verse three, and you listen as I read here. Israel wanted God's kingdom to arrive, but Jesus says it belongs to the poor and the poor in spirit, not to the fighters. Israel wanted revival, national revival. They wanted their country to be strong, but they wanted it by inflicting wounds upon other nations. God comforts those who mourn honestly, truly, not by those who inflict harm on other people. Verse 5, Israel wanted to inherit the earth. They wanted to be important. But the world is for the meek. Israel sought revenge and and wanted to call it justice. But Jesus tells them to be humble. Only the humble and the gentle will find what they're looking for. Verse 7 Israel wanted mercy from God, but Jesus says mercy from God is reserved only for those who are merciful to all others. Israel wanted to see God, verse 8 but it's only for those who are pure in heart, not for those who are hypocritical or out for their own good. And God will vindicate those who follow Jesus' way of making peace. Making peace. And you'll remember that making peace doesn't mean an absence of conflict. Peace is peace is really all parts being restored to health and wholeness. Right? So peace just isn't a lack of war. It's everybody knowing wholeness in Jesus. Right, and Jesus says persecution will come, but followers can be sure of a great vindication—a great vindication following you know, from Easter. You know, all of the blessings that were once reserved for people who followed the Torah law, the law of Moses, are now given to all who follow Jesus whether they be Jews by blood or Jews by adoption. Okay? Everybody is open. Everybody is given these. Everyone who hears is to be a follower of the vocation of God. Okay? Let's go ahead here. So Jesus isn't giving good advice. The Sermon on the Mount isn't good advice. It's good news. Jesus is changing the way battles are won. We all know the way the the world likes to win battles, right? There's always a winner. There's always a loser. Battles are fought in economics or in military or there's always battles between bosses and employees or people of different status there's always winners and losers but jesus says no blessed are these and his disciples win the victory through humility and gentleness restoring those through peace being humble and being meek doesn't mean being a milk toast by the way okay anybody still eat milk toast anybody in here ron does Um, Anybody else? I guess my grandfather used to crumble up uh, uh, cornbread in a big glass of milk every night. Oh, okay. There's another one. Okay, so let's just say God doesn't call us to be milk cornbreads. Um, You know, we're called being meek is power under control. Jesus was very powerful, but he was still humble and gentle, right? That's being meek. So, anyway, I, I'm going through there. We know, guys, that fire fighting fire with fire only brings more fire. Only the radical life of Jesus that He sets out for us will change the world. Only a life like that will matter and bring meaning to us. Okay? So, guys, what... Have we lived up to this calling? This super important Jesus calling on our lives? Or have we said, that's nice, Jesus. You just be kind of over there and we'll just take it as advice and go on about the real work of living. Jesus says, no, 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 no. This is real living. This is the way you're going to live as a follower of me. You will live this way, and you will be happy, and you will be blessed, and you will be a blessing to everybody else. Please don't see any other way. And church, sometimes I think we've forgotten that. You know, we I did the funeral the other the other week, and I was talking to to the funeral director, and and he was saying, "Oh, you're a younger guy, right? That's nice to see that some young people are you know for coming to the church because there's not you know younger people and." Well, I said, I think we in the church have shot ourselves in the foot by not giving a gospel that's worth anybody's time. And so young people look at us and say, why would I want to waste time with you? I can waste time anywhere else. But if we want to be a church that isn't a waste of time, we are like Jesus who says, blessed are. That's the life-changing, Right? I'm, every time I'm at this point, I remember Martin Luther King's speech, "Live up to true let's see, true meaning of their creed." Is that, is that what he said? The, in the "I have a Dream" speech, that one day they'll rise up to the true meaning of their creed. Maybe Jesus has a dream for us as a church, that we will rise up to the true meaning of our calling our creed, that we will be those who are merciful and kind and loving and peacemaking, self-sacrificing. We will be the people of God who are happy and spread that joy to the world who is in desperate need of something. And we try to fill it by, you know, drugs and sex and all the other fun stuff It is fun but leaves you broken, right? Money, possessions... So the church, how are you living today? Are you living in the blessed be category? Or are you living and am I living in the waste of time category? And let's take a hard look at our church. Are we living in the blessed are those category? Or are we on the waste of time category? I pray that we would be in the blessed be category. I pray that we would be that. If there's anything in me Please, God, show me that. If there's anything in this church that is a waste of time, God, please show us that. That we might stand tall as a people of God doing good work of the kingdom of God, mattering, being significant, and changing the world and giving that devil a black eye. Right? Every time we do good... Whether you're giving somebody a push, getting them out of a snowbank, you're giving the devil a black eye because you did it in Jesus' name. Whether you give somebody food at the, at, the, at the homeless shelter, you're giving the devil a black eye because people deserve to have food. Or you forgive the person in this room that you're angry at because they hurt your feelings, you're giving the devil a black eye because we are merciful and forgiving. Please, God, make us significant, Make us meaningful. Make the world changers.